one of the worst, if not the worst, insults that you can use against somebody is to criticize a person's mother. So this is true uh, all over the world in lots of different cultures. We have evidence of it going back hundreds and hundreds of years. Why is that? That this is such a hurtful, painful uh, criticism of somebody. Well, it's because of that special bond that exists between a mother and her child. Consider this is who you came from physically. You spent the first nine months of your life inside this woman's body. There's a unique closeness, a specialness. A child, when he gets hurt, he might, there's a slight chance he might run to his dad, but normally he runs to his mother. Uh, I've seen this again and again in, in young children. There's this intimacy that's there. This is why an insult against one's mother hurts so much. Today, we celebrate uh, a great way to honor one's mother, the mother of our Lord and also our mother, in her title of the Immaculate Conception. This is a special solemnity for us as Americans as well because this is our solemnity of title. This is who our bishops have dedicated us to as a people, as a nation. However, there's lots of confusion around this whole concept of the Immaculate Conception. There is confusion amongst Catholics about what this means. There's, of course, some confusion and uh, disagreements with our Protestant brothers and sisters. I have a hard time accepting this sometimes. Uh, but so, so what is this exactly, the Immaculate Conception? What was the reason or the purpose for this? Well, think about your mother. Imagine if you had the ability to design her any way that you wanted to. What would you do? What kind of mother would you create for yourself? Would you make her beautiful? You probably would. What about would you make her kind and patient and loving? Definitely. Uh, our Lord had this ability to choose because he is the creator, what his mother would be like. And as the best son that ever lived, the one who most fully completed all the commandments, including the commandment to honor your father and mother, as he created her, he thought to himself, you know, what is the best way that I can, can honor her as my mother? I can make her beautiful and wonderful and kind, you know what, I'm going to create her in a unique and special way that's different from everybody else. I'm going to give her a cleanliness, an immaculateness that uh, is not known amongst anybody else who's been conceived. So normally, because of Adam and Eve, because of their fall, this, this sin, this separation from God, they passed on to all of us. But our Lord decided that he was going to save the Blessed Mother, in a unique way. Unlike all of us who are saved after birth, you know, we're baptized into his family after we're born, he decided he was going to save her mother. He's going to honor her in this special way by saving her, by redeeming her, by applying his death and his work on the cross to her right from the very beginning of her conception. From the very moment that she was conceived, he was going to uh, make sure this was done immaculately. 
perfectly. She was going to have no original sin, no stain of original sin. She wasn't going to have any of these inclinations or struggles with sin like you and I have. No, he's going to honor her in this most special and unique way. God the Son honored his earthly mother, who he created, in the very way that he created her. And of course, he also honored his Father in heaven. So this feast that we celebrate today, the Immaculate Conception, it points to Christ. It points to his perfection. It points to his work, what he did. And so this has always been the teaching of the church from very early on, that Mary was created immaculately. We heard about this a little bit in this gospel reading today where the angel Gabriel came to, came to Mary. And he gave her this, this name, this new name, you could call it. He said, Hail, but unlike us, you know, we pray the rosary, you might say, Hail Mary. He didn't say that. He said, Hail Full of grace. In Greek, just, it's just one word. It's very difficult for me to pronounce. So, but it means hail full of grace. One that is, has been full of grace and one that continues to be full of grace. Meaning so full of grace, there's no room for sin. This is the name that he gave her. By giving her this name, he was showing that she played a very important role within salvation history. Think about others who had name changes like Abraham and Israel and Peter. All these people played a special role in salvation history. So our Blessed Mother is given this name by the angel Gabriel, uh, Hail, full of grace. Or as we say today, the Immaculate Conception. It's her title, how we honor her, how her son honored her. So we see this right from the very beginning. There in the scripture, continues on, the early church fathers talked about it. We have evidence of this taking place in the second century, just a martyr in Irenaeus. Also later in the, the third, fourth century, Cyril of Jerusalem, Ephraim the Syrian, said that she was as innocent as Eve before the fall. St. Ambrose, great theologian, fourth century, says she is incorrupt, a virgin immune through grace from every stain of sin. The great Western theological father, St. Augustine, after whom this local diocese is named, said that all have sinned except the Holy Virgin Mary. This is the constant and consistent teaching of the church all up and down the centuries. Even as some Christians began to break away, they continued to believe this. The reformer Martin Luther, who was formerly known as Father Martin Luther since he was ordained as a Catholic priest, he said this, God has formed the soul and body of the Virgin Mary, full of the Holy Spirit, so that she is without sin. This is what the church has always taught historically, what Christians have always believed historically. We're going to be celebrated as a feast by the, a small part of the church, the eastern part of the church, back in the 7th century. Then the English began to bring this into prominence for the whole of the church when this feast began to be celebrated in the 11th century. And everybody started discussing this. Maybe we all should be celebrating this as well. And that's exactly what began to take place. Pope Sixtus IV in 1476, he created a proper mass to go along with this feast and allowed it to begin being celebrated. And then in 1708, Pope Clement IX declared it as a holy day of obligation for the entire church. We all celebrate this now. So what's the Immaculate Conception? It's this teaching that the Blessed Mother 
was conceived immaculately, was conceived without sin. This special grace that points to her son, her perfect son, who is honoring her in this unique and special way. A teaching that has always been held to throughout history by the Christian people. So, if the worst possible criticism you can wound somebody with is to insult one's mother, that means then that one of the best ways of complimenting somebody is to honor a person's mother. Do you want to honor our Lord, Jesus Christ? You do this by honoring his mother, calling her by this beautiful title, this beautiful name that we're celebrating today, the Immaculate Conception. St. Methodius, he was a bishop in the 10th century and a missionary. He said that we are called to imitate Christ just as he honored his mother, so, and he gave his mother to us, so also we to imitate him in honoring her. And what better way is there to honor your mother than to think about her? It's a great way to start, looking for ways to honor the Blessed Mother, to think about her. Think about your own mother. You know, if you bring back some flowers, you give them to her, what does that say to her? It says, hey, Mom, I was thinking about you today. Or if you, write, you give her a card, or even if you just write a little note to her, I was thinking about you today, Mom. It's going to warm her heart. I guarantee it. So today, as we're celebrating the Immaculate Conception, take some time to think about the Blessed Mother, about what this title of the Immaculate Conception means, this, this way, this unique way that she came into creation, this, this blessed one, this immaculate one. You know, in Luke chapter 2, it says, all generations would call her blessed. She was meant to be a blessing for all of us. This wasn't just about her. She was created immaculately as a gift for the whole of the family of God, to be a blessing to all of us. Uh, and this is why it's so important that uh, this, this immaculateness that she has, she wants to share it with you. She wants to share it with the entirety of the church. These days we're thinking about what the Immaculate Conception means. It's a reminder to go to her, to ask her for help, to go to your mother. This is our Lord would do in the way that our Lord honors her. Think about her. Get to know her. Um, ask her for, your, for her help that you too may grow into that immaculate son and daughter that you're called to be. That's the best way that you can honor her son is by honoring her. One of the greatest compliments that you can give to Christ. So today, as we're celebrating this feast day, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, uh, our, our patron here in this country, remember that Christ's, this is Christ's way of honoring her, creating her immaculately. There's lots of historical evidence all up on, down through the centuries for this. So honor Christ by honoring her, especially today, uh, the Immaculate Conception, who was created as a great blessing to all of us, that God may be glorified. Amen.